Good morning, good morning, good morning, peeps. Come on in, wonderful people, beautiful faces, awesome folks. Come on in, come on in. Let's sit every worry, anxiety, burden down here at the Mind Our Business Studios at home, of course. And if you feel like it, for the people coming in on the night shift, put your brassiere on the wash. We'll get to it later. I hope that you've had an amazing night's rest, guys. If not, as always, consecratedly so, I pray that something is stated that, um, resonates that gets down in the zhuzh of your day of your morning to your mind body soul and spirit listen um you know who it is it's jen and it, this is the 10th season 28th episode of the just jazz podcast that's right in a couple more this is another episode and on top of that it is the date of, and my phone will allow us here, the Thankful Thursday edition of the podcast, April 6, 2023, 28th episode, 10th season, okay? Now, what have you done this week? We are four-fifths away from the work weekend. If you're in the Harrison County, Mississippi area of the Gulf Coast, today is the day that brings upon something special, spe- you know, spectacular, magnificent, and rare along with the podcast, but I want you to bring your ear in closely if you have children. They're about to be home and eat all up your stuff because it's almost spring break. And shout out to the ed- educators. You've made it to spring break. Shout out to you. Psh, psh, high five to you and the kids. I know they the, the kids have been more your kids to their own than to their own parents. I know they've been wearing your nerves. I know they've been all over the place and or amazing and brilliant and smart and awesome and all of that. But I'm glad that you made it to what another. Yes, another blessed spring break. Shout out to y'all having spring break starting today. clapping it up for you this morning we're gonna go ahead and set that to the side but shout out make sure y'all eat something drink something be merry have a great break you deserve it now i want to touch on something there's kind of a bee in my bonnet so i want to go ahead and top on that today um and just chat about something i'm a little bit indignant on this because that's what it is and that's what my life calls for at this current moment and just for the main space and currency and the going zone and however the longevity of my life is gonna be and i want to touch on this and i want to i want you to feel this in your spirit and be sister girl with me for a little bit but also practical and spiritual because everything that starts spiritual is from a natural basis right right first natural and spiritual today's theme is today's point the schematic nuance and all that great stuff you ain't second rate to anybody i'm gonna go back and say it again because i felt i felt it in my spirit not only that i feel like somebody else needed to get that reminder you ain't second rate to anybody yes i said ain't it's all right we'll talk about it later now um the title kind of explains itself i have a bee in my bonnet i have a push in my tush i have that middle of the back itch sensation for individuals who treat you second rate to anybody i have a problem i have an issue i have a bee in my bonnet i have that itch in the middle of my back that i can't always scratch on the wall you understand what i'm saying for people and entities individuals events that have preferential treatment i don't understand it i see it in my family all the time why is that why fault is it everybody is not treated the same I don't understand why we, why, you know, I mentioned it to my mom. Why does the tree have to know from the forest that it has leaves? Why is it that external factors have to let you know something that's already there? Meaning if I'm your sister and you know something that's going on, but I have like a random third, 14th cousin that tells me, oh, well, such and such has this going on, da, da, da. So why is it, where's the disconnect that that person can't tell the person that is literally blood washed in believer, you know, in believerhood and relation to that person? I don't understand that. And then these same individuals will say, well, we don't see you. You don't come around anymore. How are you and the kids? Do you really want to know? We're great. 
Do you really want to know? Rent's expensive and it's going up next month. And I only make a certain amount of money and I am the main income for this household. Let's be real about it this morning. You know, you would know that if you would check in on people. You would know that if you would take a second to call. A lot of these numbers you have in your phone, you just scroll right on by. These are people that are close to you familiarly, people that you've known for years, but you don't check in. You check in to what's convenient for you. That's not fair. That's not right. And that's not righteous. And it shouldn't be a situation where somebody has to remind you of that. Do you want to be reminded when you go going to see them at their grave site? Do you want to be reminded of them when you're going to their funeral and we're saying all the wonderful things about them and we're singing praises to the Lord and leaving church and saying, you know, when we all get to heaven, what a you know, day of rejoicing that'll be? Yeah, it will. But why does that have to be a day of rejoicing? Why can't you rejoice with them while they're still alive? Why can't you rejoice with them for what they have going on in their life? Have you asked them what they have going on in their life? Have you thought about it? Have you prayed for them? Have you thought to text them and say, hey, how may I lighten your load and know it? doesn't always have to do with financial but exactly the fact of the matter is everything's going up but pay down here if you haven't gotten the memo I have a bee in my bonnet I have an issue I have a itch in the middle of my back that I can't scratch for people that think that that's okay if you're doing it you're not righteous if you're doing it that particular motion and activity is not correct fix it before the Lord fixes it for you and sometimes the Lord will take people away from you to fix it I have a bee in my bonnet I have a back scratch that I can't itch that I can't get to for situations, mindsets, perspectives that way. None of us have the luxury to act like we have a million years to get it right with those people that we say we love. We don't have a million years to get it right with the people that we were brought up with that all of a sudden because some for some, I'll say it, for some either socioeconomical status that makes you think that you're better than other people, that you don't check in on your people. I'm going to say it again. For some socioeconomical status that makes you feel like that you're better than people, that you don't purposely check on people. Oh, you don't want their poverty to kind of get in the push of your day, lavishing in the life that you have. Oh, you're so busy. <laughs> you're so busy eating tea and crumpets. You're too busy to be bothered by that, right? It's it's not my problem. It's it's, it's my family, but it's not my household, so it's not my business. It's a, it's a, well, it is your business. Because in many instances and occasions, we're family. We are family. You know, I, the maze featuring Frankie Beverly sings the song beautifully. We are one. Are we? Are we one when we come to one event? Are we one when we come to a family reunion? Are we one when we come to a funeral? Why is that the only time that we are one? And I hate to say it, but a lot of times the family, the status of family is fragmented. We have people that prefer other people. Well, I'm just closer to you than I'm closer to them, but you're not close to them. You don't call anybody. You don't check on anybody. You don't make sure anybody's good. Oh, you get the message down to us that you're thinking of us through the years and through other nuances and other individuals. But what does that do for us? You have our numbers. You've had it for years, but you say nothing. And if you do this, you're guilty of what I'm stating then fix it you do not have a million years to get it right god is coming back one day jesus is already riding on his horse he's already throwing the footsman of social events in the media and in the world today the cash app creator of you know the cash app streaming thing where you can send money he's dead and he's not old just found dead this morning or late yesterday something like that people are getting out of here and it's not just who you think also as i always state cancer is not just physical it's in relationships how are you pouring cancer into your relationships Are you so out of sight, out of mind, focused on your pocket and your own business that you're not taking the time to check on other people? I send people, you know, my podcast links. They just start their day. They have something to think about and also to let them know I'm thinking of them. How often do you do that? Are we so funny acting? Are we so fueled in our own ambitions and our passions and our desires that we're getting selfish with the people that God has blessed us with? Go back three seconds and catch that again. Are we so fueled in our own ambitions that we're so, you know, selfishly passionate and in our desires that you knowingly ignore people that are trying to reach out to you? 
And if they are reaching out to you for assistance and you know this and you say nothing, aren't you part of the problem? As I stated a few moments ago, not only financial, but aren't you part of the problem to that other person emotionally because you're ignoring them? How many times do are we sweep so many things under the rug that the rug, we can't even step around it. We can't step over it. We just either have to just push it off to the side or, or push it down all the way so the dust flies out. And we, we compartmentalize and we defragment all that dust and fix all that dirt and clean it up. And how we clean it up this morning is stop doing that. Because we ain't second rate to anybody. I, yeah, I, it, that, that's for you. We ain't second rate to anybody. My mom has this phrase and it, it just, I wish y'all knew how much it just raises the itty, the itty bitty microcosmic hairs on my back. Well, I've always been a secondhand store. I'm sorry, what? Skirt, you want to rewind that bus sister Kate? What happened? No, she's not. Last time I checked, she's the oldest, number one. So her parents stopped together to have kids, and she was the first one that was blessed from my grandma Jeanette's womb. So number one, she's not second rate to anything. I need this to be a public service announcement because people really think they can do stuff, and I'm just like, I, I need, I need the Lord to touch those children. Okay. No one is second rate to anybody. There is no socioeconomical status that gets you the right, the luxury, the privilege to treat others that way. And if you don't know you're doing it, welcome. I have a bee in my bonnet. I have an itch I can't scratch for entities, anybody, any people, person, place, and a thing, perspective, standpoint that upholds that. If you know that there are people around you that do that to other people and you don't say anything, you're part of the problem too. I'm saying it in love. I'm saying it because we don't have luxury to sit here and act like that's not so. Oh, well, that's not happening to me. Oh, oh, that could never be me. Well, me personally, I don't know. Well, that's not my business, honey, child. I'm just going about my life. Well, you know, I'm going to let them handle that. That's not my business, not my issue. That's your family, though. So I'll be the whistleblower. I've always been this way. I'll be the one that'll defend and stand up for what it is that needs to be said. And again, all issues are not financial. But the fact of the matter is... You actually can fervently push emotional issues into someone else based off how you decide to handle them. And you need to make sure that on the course of your day, on your quest to being your best, that you are not mishandling somebody that might be Jesus-oriented and purposely filled with Jesus to be in your midst to begin with. My granny always said it, and it's a thousand percent true. You need to make sure that you understand how you're treating one another because you can have Jesus right in your presence and you don't even know entertaining angels unawares google it for the specific scripture okay because we ain't second rate to anybody this is your reminder too you ain't second rate to anybody and if you or yourself or you somebody else that you know that's treating other people like that you have today to fix it you don't you don't have until you feel like being inconvenienced with their problems to fix it you have now to fix it because now is what you're given and now is what you need to hold on to so you can have a future. So you can not let the past rudimentate and make your family the same way that it's always been. Because what's in the past don't work for now. What's for now don't work for the future. You have to constantly evolve and adapt and create and reform and, you know, prestigitate the way that you need to be if that's what you want for your life. Because ain't nobody second rate to anybody. We're all in this human race called life. And it's one color. It's the human race. 
get you some let's let's snap back and get really to the point of what the rock cut truth of what it is because when we treat people second rate that means there's something on the inside that thinks of our own selves as second rate and I ain't neither anything me and mine's connected to me especially my mama we ain't second rate to nobody because we are smiths damn it and we're not second rate to anything God says that you are the apple of my royal priesthood of a huge generation so guess what I'm not going to come second rate to somebody that thinks that because they have a little socioeconomical status, a little cheese in the greater, that they can sit there and treat us any kind of way. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And with that, this is the 28th episode, 10th season of the Just Jazz podcast. And we're thankful for the the perspective that we treat one another with love. We do our very best to be there. And if we can't, we pray them along the way. And that's how we make it better, the world, one person at a time. It is so and so it is. I want you to have a thankful Thursday today. I'm thankful for that perspective. I'm thankful for knowing that we are all special in the creator's eyes and God's eyes. And we're taking that attitude today. Always an unbelievable duty, joy, honor, privilege, and right to speak to you each and every day on this podcast. I love you so much. I want you to have a great, great day today. I want you to take what I stated. I wasn't fussing, but I was discuss- I was discussing. I wasn't complaining. I was explaining. And I want you to take the fruits of what we've lived through by seeing that done to have a thankful Thursday today. I love you. Take care. And until tomorrow, the 29th episode of the 10th season of the Just Jazz Podcast. It's you on the mic. Oh, yeah. You heard my deliciously handsome and astute, intelligent little boy. It's you on the mic. We're out. <laughs>